Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part series on Adventures in Compliance. One of my favorite authors is A. Conan Doyle, and I love the Sherlock Holmes stories. I see lots of lessons for the compliance practitioners in these stories. So I'm going to explore these over the next five days. I'm going to take a look at five stories and use those as introductions into a compliance or compliance-related topic. I know you will enjoy this podcast series. First, a word from our sponsor, the Compliance Masterclass. I'm pleased to announce a two-day Compliance Masterclass, which is unlike any other compliance class currently being offered. This session will be held in New York City on November 12 and 13. It will be hosted by Jonathan Marks and Baker and Tilly. The Compliance Masterclass is not a theoretical or analytical presentation of the FCPA. The focus of the Compliance Masterclass is on the operationalization of compliance. For it is only in the doing of compliance that companies have a real chance for avoiding FCPA liability. The Compliance Masterclass provides a unique opportunity for any level of compliance practitioners from the seasoned CCO to the compliance practitioner new to the profession. If you are looking for a training class to turbocharge your knowledge on the nuts and bolts of a best practice compliance program, this is the class for you to attend. For more information, check out my website, www.fcpacompliancereport.com, or email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This podcast series, Adventures in Compliance, is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Today, we consider the adventure of the empty house and imagination in compliance. Sherlock Holmes basically gave the world the entire CSI franchise, and Holmes was certainly on the cutting edge of science in the 1890s. Not only did he use scientific methods to solve crimes, he embraced science as a behavioral regime, regime which was cool, rational, logical, and efficient. At times, he even appears to be a forerunner of Mr. Spock because being a scientist and a scientific detective meant favoring the mind over emotion and crime-solving skills over social skills. An example of this is found in The Empty House, where Holmes said, All day I turn over these facts in my mind, endeavoring to hit some theory which could reconcile them all and define the line of least resistance which my poor friend has declared to be the starting point of every investigation. As Watson describes home scientific methods here, he tries to follow his friend's reasoning to solve the puzzle. I want to use this to talk about imagination in compliance. The Adventure of the Empty House. This may be one of the most famous stories, the entire Sherlock Holmes oeuvre. It is the first story which takes place after Holmes' encounter with Moriarty at Reichenbach Falls, although Conan Doyle set the tale only three years after their meeting. Returning from touring the world, Watson and Holmes have an emotional reunion, at least for Watson, and then begin to tackle a locked room murder. This leads Holmes to to being in jeopardy and is putting a mannequin in his window in an attempt to draw an attempted assassination by Colonel Sebastian Moran, a henchman of Dr. Moriarty. Moran uses an air rifle, which makes the murder and attempted murder all the more sinister. In every recent deferred prosecution agreement and non-prosecution agreement issued by the Department of Justice, they all include an element along the line of the following strictures. The company will conduct periodic reviews and testing of its anti-corruption compliance code, policy, and procedures designed to evaluate and improve their effectiveness in preventing and detecting 
of anti-corruption laws in the country's anti-corruption code policies and procedures, taking into account relevant developments in the field and evolving international and industry standards. This means that the Department of Justice expects imagination in your compliance program to keep up with the evolving international and industry standards. This requires imagination in your compliance program. All of this means you should begin with a strategy for your compliance program. The key is to success is something that every CCO or compliance practitioner should take to heart, which is that the compliance practitioner must be able to lay out a strategy for compliance that details the efforts to support the overall business strategy. This means creating a compliance program that will create value for customers, employees, third parties, and customers of your organization outside the company. Show how the company will capture the compliance value going forward, and finally, which types of compliance imagination to pursue. If you have a good strategy, it can promote promote alignment along a diverse groups in the company, help to clarify objectives and priorities, and guide your focus on those objectives. It can also be modified as necessary with sufficient feedback. There are several questions you need to consider in connecting your strategy to the business. Initially, how, how will it create value for the customers of compliance, i.e. your employees and relevant third parties? Your imagination can make compliance faster, easier, quicker, nimbler, and so on. Focus on the creation of value going forward. Next, what types of imagination will allow the company to create and capture value, and what resources should each type receive, such as a change in technology and a change in business process? Obviously, senior management has a key role around imagination and compliance, and it can be driven downward or backward if there is not sufficient management support. This means not only must there be sufficient resources allocated by but management must also incentivize the business units to proceed with implementing the imaginations you put forward. Another area where senior management is critical is with making trade-offs. A supply-push approach comes when your imagination is focused on something that does not yet exist. For example, if you are initially implementing an FCPA compliance regime. A demand-pull approach works more closely with your existing customer base to determine what they might need and what works to implement imagination around those needs. Finally, consider what every speaker from the DOJ or Securities and Exchange Commission says when they talk about the basics of any best practices compliance program. It is that both your compliance program and your strategies must evolve. You must recognize that your compliance program will have to be innovative. Start with a strategy that has senior management buy-in and support, then move to implement. Finally, use data in a feedback loop to fine-tune your imaginations. Imagination and compliance is only one of the key differences between those who advocate static compliance standards embroiled in a written paper program and those who advocate an operationalized compliance program, and it is the latter that creates an active, vibrant, and effective compliance program. This is the bottom line for imagination and compliance. In compliance, you are only limited by your imagination. I hope that you have enjoyed this Sherlock Holmes-inspired week of adventures in compliance as much as I have enjoyed producing it for you. If you would like more Sherlock Holmes themes compliance, I hope you'll send me an email or post a note on this podcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
hope you've enjoyed this episode of my special five-part series on the intersection of Sherlock Holmes and compliance, and I hope you'll join me again for another episode. If you have any questions about any of the concepts I've talked about, please email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you will leave a review on iTunes. This series, Adventures in Compliance, has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.